My name is Ben Lafort, and I am the host of the Making of a Millionaire podcast, where each episode we are going to be discussing a new personal finance concept, and I'm going to discuss how that concept can help improve your life. So if you're ready to get going, let's start the show. So if you've been following my writing for a while now, you've probably heard me write about the phrase bumper sticker advice. Uh, This is personal finance advice that triggers a powerful emotional response with the audience and kind of allows them to rally around a simple message. The problem with bumper sticker advice is that it lacks any substance beyond triggering an emotion. And worse than that, it does not really consider how that advice fits into the context of the person's life. So the person receiving the advice, how does that fit into the context of the of their life? So here's a classic example of bumper sticker advice, which is that all debt is bad and should be avoided at all costs. I'm sure that's something you've heard a lot from a lot of financial bloggers. So most of us have struggled with debt, and at some point in our lives, it's really caused emotional distress in our life. So it is a word, debt is a word that triggers an emotional response. Avoiding, telling someone to avoid debt at all costs is a very simple message, right? Just, what do you think about debt? Avoid it at all costs. That's a simple message that a lot of people can rally around, and that all debt is bad saying that all debt is always bad and should always be avoided. I hate this kind of advice because it cuts out all of the nuances of the issue of debt, which for most people in life is an unavoidable reality. So it's like an absolute statement. Um, If you're a Star Wars nerd like me, you may remember the classic Obi-Wan Kenobi line that only cis deal in absolutes, right? So making an absolute statement. <laughs> I just crossed uh, personal finance in Star Wars. I think I've crossed into another, another level of, of nerd, nerddom. Um, but making an absolute statement like all debt is bad, it, it, it doesn't. it's not a universal truth. That's not always true. So the worst thing about bumper sticker advice is that it doesn't consider the goals of the person receiving the advice. So in today's episode, I want to break the myth that all debt is bad and should always be avoided at all costs. I want to break apart that bumper sticker advice by detailing how I've used debt to build a life that I love. So here's a framework to consider when you're thinking about whether it makes sense to take on debt in a particular situation. Thoughtful discussions about debt or any financial subject should encourage the reader or the listener to consider four factors when deciding whether to take on debt. Number one, what phase of your financial life are you in? Number two, what are your financial goals? Number three, will using debt be make you more likely to achieve those goals? And four, what are the risks involved with using debt such as what are the interest rates, what are the monthly payments, and what's your ability to repay that debt. Debt is not evil. Debt is not even bad. It is simply a financial tool. You use debt when you don't have the money up front to buy something that you want. Now, whether or not debt is a good use of money 
comes down to what you are using it for and how risky the particulars about your debt is. I've used debt my entire adult life to fuel investments, acquire assets, and as a result, my life is infinitely better than it would have been if I had simply avoided debt at all costs. So let's start with how debt allowed me to invest in my human capital. When I ask people what they believe to be the largest asset they own in life, most people think it's their house or their retirement portfolio. Those people would be wrong. If you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you know, you've heard me say before, that unless you are nearing retirement, you're about to retire, your largest asset is your human capital, aka your ability to earn an income. Human capital makes all other investments in financial capital possible. So unless you're inheriting money from a rich uncle, you're not going to be able to invest in the stock market or buy real estate or invest in bonds if you're not making any income. Your human capital is the engine of your financial life. Contrary to what you'll read on many personal finance blogs, the primary reason most people struggle financially is not that they are buying lattes or avocado toast. It's that they don't make enough money. Wages have been stagnant for millions of people, while at the same time, that price of housing has been soaring, which is our number one expense in life. So that's where I found myself in 2010. I was struggling financially because I didn't make enough money. Luckily, I had a mentor who convinced me to apply uh, to do my master's degree in finance and economics. I was fortunate enough to receive funding that covered many of the costs, but I was forced to add on to the debt I'd already begin accumulating while pursuing my bachelor's degree. And by the time I had graduated from grad school, I piled up over 50 grand in debt, which was easily, easily the best financial decision of my entire life. And I'll be shocked if I ever find a financial decision I make in the rest of my life that will top this decision of going into debt to get my master's. If that sounds crazy, consider that I'm now making more than $60,000 per year from my nine to five than I was before going to grad school. So the increase, that increase in income allowed me to pay off my student loans, support my family, live a comfortable life and begin investing. None of what ha none of this would have been possible for me if I didn't go to graduate school and I never um, was able to increase my income so significantly. So I didn't have enough cash to pay for grad school up front. So I used debt because I couldn't afford it, didn't have the cash. It was so it was not only the best financial decision I ever made, it's one of the best life decisions I've ever made. So returning back to the four questions, the framework we set out for was this a good use of debt for me to get my master's degree? So let's ask question number one. What phase of my financial life was I in? I was a young adult, still trying to establish myself in my career. I was already in debt and, and struggling to make ends meet. What were my financial goals at the time? At that point, it was just to reach a point of financial stability and be able to support my family. Number three, was using debt more likely to move me towards those goals of financial stability? Yes, I was not making enough money and the credentials 
of a master's degree allowed me to dramatically increase my income. Question four, what were the risks involved with using debt? So what were the interest rates? What were the monthly payments? And what was my ability to repay that debt? While the interest rates were reasonable at the time in 2011, 2012, I think it was around 6%. There is, you know, it's, it's, it was manageable, um, but it was risky because if I had flunked out of grad school, it would have been a financial, emotional blow that would have been difficult to recover from. So it wasn't without risk. It had a great deal of risk, but it had a great deal of upside. So I took the loan knowing full well the risks that came with it. So that's the key point. It's not that um, you shouldn't take debt if there's no risk. You have to evaluate the risk, what you're using it for, and what the returns could be, and your ability to withstand that risk. Debt also allowed me to buy a home. So in 2016, my wife and I bought our first home. We did not have several hundred thousand dollars, which was the cost of the house, sitting around in a bank account. So we decided we decided to take out a mortgage, aka debt, to buy the house. And I got to say, it's worked out pretty amazingly so far. We live in a crazy housing market in Waterloo, Ontario. It's about an hour outside of Toronto. And our house has more than doubled in value in five years. So frankly, we got lucky that we happen to live in a city where the, the demand for housing outstrips the supply of housing. So prices have gone through the roof. So I've written a lot um, about the financial paradox of owning a home. I'll include a link to that article um, in the show notes. I recommend you go check it out if you're ever interested in the pros and cons of a no BS approach of looking at the pros and cons financially of owning a home. I would check it out. Um, to sum up, you know, the main takeaways is, you know, owning a home is a great way to build wealth and get your net worth uh, moving in the right direction, direction and to join the middle class. But home equity has limited impact on our pursuit of financial freedom because accessing our home equity is really tricky. So was taking on the mortgage a good financial decision? Again, we consider the four questions of the framework of deciding whether debt was a good idea. What phase of my financial life was in? So at this point, I was in my late 20s when we bought the house, and my goals were to begin increasing my net worth. Um, so was using debt more likely to move me towards that goal? Yes, it was, because by taking on a mortgage, we could acquire the asset, the house, that we otherwise would have been unable to afford. And what risks were involved with using debt? You know, what were the interest rates? What were the monthly payments? And what were our ability to repay that debt? And honestly, this is where the risk was minimal. We could easily continue making our mortgage payments if either my wife or I lost our job. So we were two income household. If we went down to a one income household, we could still afford our life as is. And we locked in a mortgage at 2.49%. And we've recently refinanced that down at around 1.8%. So the interest rates have dropped. So reviewing the answer to these four questions, it made very good sense for me and my wife to use debt to buy a house. And debt also, so this is the third stage where I've used debt. Now we're coming on. So I use debt to acquire my master's and bachelor's degree, my human capital. I use debt to acquire a home. And I've also used debt to acquire a rental property. So in 2018, my wife and I bought our first um, uh, rental property in my hometown of Halifax, which we rent out. Once again, we used the mortgage to finance the purchase because we didn't want to put down $200,000 <laughs> to buy a, a rental property. 
using debt to buy the house prop uh, propelled our finances to another level. We were lucky again that the housing market, even in Halifax, which has traditionally been a really kind of two to three percent increasing market, has leaped ahead. So it's up about 50 percent in value since we purchased it in 2018. Insane. Again, I need to stress the the increase in that value is pure luck, but it's worked out. And we have to go back again to the four financial decisions. Sorry, the four financial questions to, to determine whether it was a good financial decision to use debt to buy the rental property. What phase, what phase of my financial life was I in? I was 29 years old and I begun to establish myself in my career. Um, so I work in public policy. I'm an economist, policy wonk, nerd. Um, the, so I was 29, kind of entering um, my stride in my career. Um, the year prior, I had received a big promotion which came a sizable pay rate. So I'm in the phase now in 2018 of my life where I'm really wanting to kind of, I, how I like to say, run up the score. We had, you know, be, begun establishing our net worth, you know, uh, all of our consumer debt, all the student loans were paid off by this point. Now I'm in the point where I really want to put my pedal to the metal and increase my wealth as quickly as possible to make financial independence possible for me by my mid thirties. So given those were my goals, was using debt more likely to move me towards those goals? Yes. Using the debt to acquire a rental property allowed me to increase my financial wealth, which is essential for me to one day achieve my goal of financial independence. So what were the risks involved with using debt? What were the interest rates? What were the monthly payments? What was their ability to repay that debt? Now, there's always a risk when you buy a physical rental property. There are even more risks when you buy uh, a rental property and you're, you know, you're becoming a landlord. There was also the financial risk that uh, what if the rent doesn't get paid? My wife and I, we crunched the numbers before making an offer and knew that we could float the cost of the house on our combined income even if we did not have a tenant. So this made us comfortable taking the risk of another mortgage. And we got this mortgage at a very low rate again as well of 3%. So um, very reasonable rates. Now, you know, debt continues to help me increase my net worth. So as I am saying, speaking these words into the microphone, my wife and I just finished a refinance of our mortgage where we actually pulled out money from our home equity to invest in our financial portfolio. So we invested in stocks, uh, in index funds. Um, so this, again, this is a, aggressive. I wouldn't actually recommend most people do this because um, it, it depends, it, it depends again on your financial goals. Let's go back to the four questions again. So we just refinanced and, and pulled out debt, um, took on more debt to invest. Uh, so let's return to those four questions. What phase of my financial life I'm in? Today, I'm 32 years old. I'm a new father, uh, which means I have many more years of paychecks ahead of me, right? At 32, I'm going to be working for a while still. Uh, what are my financial goals right now? How have they changed? Uh, so since my son was born, I've been kind of given more clarity on one financial goal than I am laser focused on, which is building enough wealth before I die so that my son and his children never have to worry about money. With that ambitious goal, I asked myself, was taking on debt likely to move me towards that goal? So we refinanced the, the mortgage. If we were to refinance the mortgage to buy a boat or um, a cottage or renovate our kitchen, 
The answer would be no, that would not move me towards my goal of generational wealth. But that's not what we did. We refinanced the mortgage and invested it in low cost index funds. And we plan on letting them grow for the next 50 to 60 years. So here's how I look at that decision based off my ambitious goal of building generational wealth. Pulling out 50K out of the mortgage today at a rate of 1.8%, I'll add, could turn into $1.8 million 60 years from now. That's assuming a 6% rate of return, which, which by historical standards is fairly conservative. And at that point, the entire mortgage, including this new amount we pulled out, would have been paid off for over 35 years. So by the time I'm dead, if I never touch this money, that's going to be nearly $2 million left for my son and possible other children and possible grandchildren. And what are the risks involved of using debt in this way? So this is a great plan on, on paper. You know, we pull the money out, we put it into a passive investment, and let it compound interest, do its magic over the course of our life to take care of future generations of our family. The reality is that we, there, you know, there's going to be a lot of bumps along the road in this journey. The stock market is one of the most powerful tools to build wealth in the long run, but there's a lot of short-term volatility along the way. Most people can't handle that volatility, which is why I would not advise anyone listening to this to do what I have done. But I know that I can handle the volatility. I have a high and stable income, relatively young, and extremely ambitious financial goals. So this, this refinance also, strangely enough, lowered our mortgage payment. So we're in a bizarre world where interest rates have dropped so low that we were able to pull out um, 50 grand from our home equity and our mortgage monthly mortgage payment went down. Not by a lot, but it, go, it did go down. So that last, this is a crucial point because as a generational, first generational wealth builder, I have two things I need to juggle. My financial obligations today, like paying the mortgage and building wealth to leave behind once I'm gone. So the historically low interest rates and the fact that we have a bank that was willing to cover all of the financing costs, which is very rare. And again, we live in Canada. So if you're listening outside of Canada, this, this probably doesn't apply to you. Our mortgage terms and our mortgage um, realities are a lot different than the US and Europe and other countries. But but uh, we were able to strike the balance between um, gaining more capital to invest and maintaining and actually slightly lowering our monthly obligations today. So bottom line, debt is a tool to be used responsibly. Debt is not evil. Debt is not good. Debt is simply a financial tool. The decision to take on debt is not one that should be taken lightly. Debt is a tool that has the power to facilitate wealth building, but it can also lead to financial ruin. If you're considering whether to take on debt, I just hope that you're going to ask yourself at least these four questions that we reviewed today. Number one, what phase of your financial life are you in? Number two, what are your financial goals? Number three, is using debt more likely to move you towards those financial goals? And number four, what are the risks of taking on debt? And have you prepared for those risks? And are you able to absorb those risks? I guess number five, I would throw in what would happen in, to your financial situation in the worst case scenario where um, the investment you're, you're, you're trying to make didn't work out? What would that mean if you still had the debt and the investment didn't work out? 
Anyway, that's going to do it for me today, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this discussion. Um, if you have a story on debt you want to share, share it in the Facebook group. I'll post a link to the to the private Making a Millionaire Facebook group, Facebook group um, in the show notes. Also, join my weekly newsletter where I go in deep on a new personal finance topic every week. So if you enjoy the podcast, you're definitely going to want to check out the newsletter. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you guys again next week. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered financial or legal advice. Not all information will be accurate. Consult a financial professional before making any major financial decisions.